likely to find to the book of Ephesians. We're so glad to have our ministers here today. So good to have Brother McManus come in, Brother Job and Terry, and all the other host of ministers are here. God bless you. And I pray that God some way can speak to our heart. The devil does not want me to preach today. He has given me a battle. Amen. I have never, every time I've ever seen God really want to do something, the devil's always attacked me. Amen. I never have problems with my throat. Amen. My voice has never, only twice, I think in my lifetime, has it ever went bad besides this time. But that devil's a liar. He's the father of all lies. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say praise the Lord. In the book of Ephesians, if you'll turn with me there for a while, the fourth chapter, verses number 18 and 19. Amen. Starting with verse number 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth not walk as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. Everybody say, their mind. Having their understand, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, or dead. Everybody say dead. From the life of God, through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Who being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, to work all uncleanliness, with greediness. Shall we bow our heads together? Master, take, Lord, these words today. Speak to our heart. Move upon us, God, we pray. Touch, Lord, thy servant. Touch, Lord, his throat. I pray, dear God, that I may deliver, Lord, that which you've given me. We ask, dear God, to have mercy today. <clears throat> and we'll praise and give thee the glory. And everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. We're so glad to see everyone here. God bless you for coming. Amen. We're looking for a great time. Even tonight, this afternoon, tomorrow. I tell you what, my heart was overthrilled with joy. The beautiful messages we heard today from God. Brother Marcus so beautifully brought it forth. And Brother Greg Reagan and Brother Johnny McFall done such a beautiful job. And I just would give anything my throat would clear up for a while. Well, we can hear from the Lord. Amen again. Amen. I want to preach for a while this afternoon on past feelings. Past feelings. And I want to talk about the conscience for a while. And I want God to speak to us. Amen. I want you to listen to the text that I brought to you in the book of Ephesians, the 14th chapter. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. A lot of people do not want to see clearly the Word of God. Amen. I want to share something with you this afternoon that you cannot have the power of God without the holiness of God. And if you feel like you can have the power of God without the holiness of God, you are fooling yourself. Amen. I have preached many revivals throughout the country, and I've had many men say to me, Say, I don't understand. My, I've never seen it quite like this way. And I have told them upon time of again, 
Son, all you do is believe the message. If you believe the message, the power of the Lord will come. Amen. Some are going to be alienated from the truth of God. Not everybody said, Lord, Lord's going to be saved. Not everyone that fall to their knees and ask God for mercy will receive mercy. Amen. They may receive it for a while, but they become alienated from the truth of God. They go beyond past feelings. Amen. I want my soul so sensitive that when something is not right, amen, that God would smoot me and talk to me and bring me to an altar, a place of repentance where I might know him in the resurrecting power of the real Holy Ghost. Amen. I doubt a lot of people's salvation today. And I'm not just a doubting Thomas, but I believe that there's a lot of fruits of the Spirit that go with the old-time Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. I believe that there's a lot of people that their soul has went beyond past feelings. Amen. They have no longer a conscience to bother them. They can live like they want to, act like they want to, go where they want to, and their conscience never bothers them. Amen. This is what God wants to talk to us about for a while today. Amen. And so the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, the Bible said, who being past feelings, it meant that one time they felt God and they felt the moving of God and the ways of the Lord. Amen. You know, a lot of people would say, preacher, you must have had an unusual background with an old-time holiness preacher that embedded some things in you. I'm here to tell you that I was born and raised from six years of age in a Pentecostal church. Amen. But I never heard and never saw the real power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Many years, amen, many years, I want, I want to tell you, I felt that I had as much as a lot of people had, and I didn't even have the Holy Ghost. I was a judger, amen. In fact, when I was 18 years of age, I told my mother, I will never darken a door of a Pentecostal church again. They are phonies. They, have, they say they have something, but they have it not. Amen. God reached way down into the gutters of this whole world to save this old boy. Amen. And when he saved me, I've become so happy. I've become so in love with something that I had never had in all of my life. And I wanted my soul sharp in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I did not want to preach the gospel. Amen. I was told all of my life, and it seemed like that preachers always have a hard life. They don't live very high. They have nothing. Very seldom have food upon their table. They never have a decent car to drive, and they are in a place of, of the lower class of people. Amen. This was embedded into me all of my life. Amen. But when God filled me with something, amen, I wondered how that he could touch an old wretched boy like me. Amen. I can't play a guitar. I would give anything. If I could play upon the piano or sing like Sister Marcus or uh, be an instrument of some kind that I could make a beautiful noise unto the Lord. But he did not bless me in this category. He did not give me this talent. But I asked him for one thing. 
God, I must know you. I've got to know you. I want to know you in reality. I don't want to be an ordinary individual. I want to be what you want me to be, oh God. I do not want to be an average Christian. I do not want to be just a bench warmer. I want what you got for me. I want my soul sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. I want you to know it is caused separation. It is called separation in my family, my brothers and my sister. I love them dearly, and they are close, but they are not close when it comes to the fellowship of my God. Amen. Past feelings. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning. Amen. Just for a while. In the book of Hebrews, the Bible tells us, Amen. In the fourth fourth chapter and verse number 11, my voice will get better in a little while by the help and grace of God. Let us labor, therefore, and enter into the rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Amen. For the word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the sunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Neither is any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked. Everybody say naked. Everything is naked. Amen. Amen. I want you to know that God knows you. God knows me. He knows the hardness of my heart. He knows if there's any softness in my heart. God knows us. I remember a long time ago, not many years back, when I was in, uh, when we was in the old building, that there was a lady came to me and she said, Preacher, I feel so uncomfortable in your church. In fact, when I come, I feel like that I am standing in your congregation completely naked with nothing on whatsoever. She said, I've never had this feeling before in any assembly, but I feel it in your assembly. And I told her, I said, ma'am, I want to share something with you. You're not in an ordinary church, but you're in an apostolic church. You are not going to hide anything from this old preacher. If there's sin in your life, God's going to reveal it to me. I'm going to know it, and the Holy Ghost is going to reveal it to me. Amen. Honey, I want you to know that preachers, real preachers, still have eyes in the front and in the side and in the back of their head. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't want to be past feeling that the real Holy Ghost cannot quicken my soul and bring me to a place that I may fall to my knees and know Him as I need to know Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All things are naked before his eyes. Listen to me tonight. Listen to this preacher. Everything, every little root of bitterness, every little thought, every little thing that may enter your mind, amen, or the thoughts of your heart, God knows. Yes, God knows us. God knows us. If we could ever get behind the shadow of the fact and quit trying to hide things from God, that God knows us. 
There is nothing that is hid from God. There is not one part that's hid from God. God knows us. Honey, God knows when you lie. God knows when you cheat. God knows where your heart's at. God knows where your soul's at. God knows where your mind's at. God knows where everything of you is at. Amen. God loves us. God loves us. But He wants us to be sheep of His pasture. He wants His heart implanted into our heart. God is not coming back after a mixed breed of people, but He's coming back after a people that have made themselves ready and are looking for His return. Yes, sir. God loves his church. God loves what's going on around here. God loves his church. Don't you ever think for a minute God doesn't love you. God loves you. He knows when you're up. He knows when you're down. He knows when you're sick. He knows all about you. God knows you. Honey, there's nothing here before God. We either are in this thing or we're out of it. But we can't be in the middle of it because God is not coming back after a lukewarm church, but He's coming back after a people that is on fire for Him. Praise God. Hushamadahaya. Naked. Naked. We are naked. We are stripped of this old world. When it comes to the eyes of God, God has got X-ray vision, honey. He can see where you're at. He knows who you are. God is a God that knows everything. He is not a psychiatrist. Honey, if you see one, it's because something's wrong between you and your God. When God gives you the real Holy Ghost, honey, you don't need tranquilizers and all the things of the world. What you need is an altar. What you need is something that's real. Where your feelings will be like His feelings. Praise God. I love what I feel. Naked before him. I remember many years ago when I was pastoring in the state of Mississippi. I was preaching in Canada. And uh, I was flying over Boston. And I thought, God, man, it's a big place. And I said, uh, all these houses, you know everybody. God, I said, you must be really big. Man, look at the houses and the people that must be there. And you know the hearts of every individual. You know everything about them. You must be big. You're so big. And I came home. And I walked, as we walked into the house, hadn't been home for quite a while. There was no food. And we went to a restaurant in a small town. You know everybody. But when I walked into the restaurant and the wife and I sat down to eat, there was a stranger that walked up to the table and said, Reverend, and I looked at him. I didn't never seen him before. I didn't know who he was. 
He said, this day, you'll eat at my, at my expense. I'll pay for it this day. And I wondered, after I left there, and I began to ask people in the town who this man was and, the, and what he looked like. Nobody knew. Nobody knew him. And when I got in prayer, the Lord spoke to me and said, Son, my son, there is not one move or one step that you ever go away from me that I do not know where you are. Honey, God knows where we are today. He knows the condition of our heart. He knows whether he can, can, he can cultivate it. He knows whether he can do something with us. But there's some that he can't move with. And there's some he can't work with. Because they are beyond past feelings. Past feelings, honey. I'm preaching about the people today. That you do what you want to do. You go where you want to go. And you never feel bad about it. You live like you want to, act like you want to, and never feel bad about it. Honey, I will tell you what, I doubt your Holy Ghost. When you got the Holy Ghost, the real Holy Ghost, you have a heart and a heartbeat like God. Mm. Let's love him. This old spirit, I don't believe it like that. Honey, where do you think I got it at? You think I'm a fool to preach to you something that's not in the Bible or that God doesn't love? You think I'm a person hater? You think I'm a slave driver? You think God would try to destroy his people? Honey, I got news for you. God loves you, but he wants you in his hand. God wants you first of all in his hand. Where he is, that's where he wants you. Honey, I'm not here because of a presbyter. I'm not here because of a district superintendent. I come here because God sent me here. I'm not afraid to preach the gospel because it is a power of God unto salvation. Preacher, if you're here today and you're afraid of your pulpit, honey, you better get down to business to know whether you really got the calling or not. If you're afraid to stand behind God's desk and preach His holy word, honey, there's something wrong with you. You go beyond past feelings. There's one thing I've always desired of God. God, let me be sensitive. Let me be sensitive. Smoke me. Smoke my soul when something's not right. Speak to me where I won't be lost. Shall we love him one more time? (coughs) Praise God. I want to go to the first of the Bible for a minute. Genesis, the third chapter. 
The Bible tells us the third chapter, starting with verse number two. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat in the fruit of the tree of the garden. But the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. I don't know how many days she went by there to look at that thing. But she went many times, I'm sure. And every time she went by, she got a little closer. And the old devil understood by the closeness that she got to the tree that her heart was to partake of it. You live close enough to the world and the devil is going to confront you and he's going to persuade you and you'll partake of something amen that you should not partake of she went beyond can i say the word past feeling she did not believe that god really meant what he said she felt like that he would have mercy she felt like that he would well you know just say i'm sorry forgive me everything will be all right amen I want us to turn to the book of First John. Amen. And I want to use a few verses of Scripture. In First John, the third chapter. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice is like this. Amen. Praise God. First John, the third chapter. Starting with verse number three. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself. Everybody say himself. Even as he is pure. Honey, what I got, I did not get only from the Word of God and from a preacher. But at the altar was where it was wrote on my heart. The real Holy Ghost. Listen to me today. The real Holy Ghost will bring real Holy Ghost convictions to you. As it did to me. When my wife got the Holy Ghost, she got it first. And she said to me, she said, let's get rid of the television. I said, woman, you're crazy. Come on in here and watch this thing. Hey, the preacher never one time preached against it when she said it. And so she always had something to do. She never would watch it. And then she said to me, she said, honey, I need some new clothes. I said, don't bring me that stuff. I just bought you a new wardrobe. But she said, my clothes, she said, I have no sleeves in my dresses. And my dresses are lower than what others are. And she said, I feel like that I'm naked when I go there. I said, I have not heard the preacher preach about it. Because where I went to church, it was all right to do it. She said, but honey, I don't feel good. Now I say have we still got the same Holy Ghost that they got and I got 27 years ago? Amen. I doubt some people's Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will lead and guide you into all truth. Honey, it don't have to be preached. The Holy Ghost 
the God of heaven himself will convict you and you'll be miserable and you will fall to your knees and do what God wants you to do. Praise the Lord. I'm going to sidetrack just a few minutes. She said to me, Honey, this ring's on my fingers. She said, Can I take them off? I said, Take them off. Woman, you crazy. Don't you realize there's one carrot on this hand and there's one carrot on that hand? And don't you know every woman to a woman's heart is a diamond? I worked two jobs. I worked by the sweat of my brow to put them eleven diamonds on that dinner roll, and you ain't gonna take it off. So I went and bought me one. And that poor old wife, my trying to worship the Lord, loaded down, trying to be under subjection, trying to do what I'm telling her to do. Because, you know, you're supposed to be under subjection. Of course, now only under the Lord. She didn't know that part of the scripture. Or she'd have thrown that in dummy. And so when I bought me a nice one. After all, insurance men always have one that sparkles. And get one with the blue in it where the light will make it really sparkle. And everybody will know that you're success because of the diamond and the sparkle that's on your hand. But you know, it wasn't long after that. I got so hungry for God. I got hungry. God, anything. It don't matter anything. Whatever you want me to do, God, I'll do it. But you know, we're living in an hour of the sand. You've got to wear your rings to let the world know you're married. Hey, wait a minute. In the Bible, the first marriage, where was the ring? In the book of Revelation, when they spoke of the bride, where's the ring? They were clothed in white clothes and white garments. I will tell you what, a woman that's married will wear a pure garment, a holy garment, and the world will know that she is sacred unto the Lord. Hallelujah. You don't need that to waste you down. What you need is a gift and a real Holy Ghost. When I got the Holy Ghost, before I got the Holy Ghost, man, I was getting close to it. Man, I was feeling God. But man, that ring on that hand was heavy. <laughs> and the Lord said, take that thing off and I'll give it to you. Oh, really? Man, slip that thing off. Put in my pocket, lifted my hands, a few minutes talking in tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gives the utterance. Honey, I prayed for a year for it. I was glad to get the Holy Ghost. And I told my wife, I said, Honey, I see what you're going through. Take them off. Get rid of them. Be fine. Whatever you want to do, I'm fine. Take them all. Move them out. Praise God. I have seen people in my church and have come to this church and be loaded down. And man, the Holy Ghost would begin to move. I'll never forget the testimony of one in the old sanctuary. 
And she was going down the aisle. All of a sudden she stopped. And she said, wait a minute. This is not right. And she took it off. And when she took it off, and she began to, and then she come and said, preacher, is it wrong to wear a ring? Let me tell you like Westberg tells it. Westberg said, he said there was a woman that came to his church. And she wanted the Holy Ghost. And she was in her house. And she was praying. And she was in there in the kitchen washing the dishes. Amen. She had her rings on and so forth. I don't know how come I'm on this. And she had her rings on. And she said, Oh God, I want that Holy Ghost. And the Lord said to her, Take the jewelry off and lay it up there. And I'll give you the Holy Ghost. And so she pulled her hands out of the water, took the jewelry off, laid it on the shelf. And she started shouting and talking in tongues. And he said, I'm going to ask you, Is it wrong or not? You know, I think we've got about 10 or 12 different convictions of what the real church really believes. Some believes in a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of something else and a little bit of something else. And I will tell you what, if I've got to walk on glass and if I've got to get on my knees and crawl all the way to Calvary, honey, show me the way I'm not going. Amen. By the help and grace of God. I don't want my heart and my soul calloused over where God cannot talk to me. Praise God. I'm talking about past feelings now. Hey, where I went to church, where I was born and raised, why, everybody had jewelry. My mother even had a $2.98 butterfly. Blue one. Doc, she thought that thing was worth millions. She, she wore a coat, she took it off her dress, put it on her coat. And if she didn't wear a coat, she took it off and put it on her dress. She wore her $2.98 butterfly with them blue artificial stones in it. Praise the Lord. Honey, I wasn't taught this originally. So let me ask you the question, where did I get it? It certainly wasn't taught in the church where I got the Holy Ghost. Where did I get it? I didn't get it out of a book. I didn't get it by hearing somebody preach it either, honey. I will tell you right now, I got it on these old prayer bones. When God began to deal with me, and the Holy Ghost began to smoke me, and said, if you really want to walk with me, Praise God. Praise God. 
just go a little ways. Man, I didn't get it, Father, in the first verse. And every man that hath this hope in him purify. What's that say? Himself? 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 Himself. I need encouragement. So I go around crying. Everybody shows says, pray for me, pray for me, help me, help me, pray for me. I'm going through this. David didn't do that. He strengthened himself. The real church, the real bride, strengthens themselves. The real bride is sick enough enough in the eyes of God to strengthen themselves. A real bride doesn't need encouragement. A real bride strengthens themselves. Hey, I need my brother and I need my sister, but not for strengthening of the Holy Ghost. I need it of like fellowship and to love one another and to help one another and encourage people this way. But as far as the basics of real salvation and the real Holy Ghost, I've got to strengthen myself. Praise God. And every man hath this hope. In him purified himself, even as he is pure. Oh, partially pure. No pure. Whosoever commits sin, transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he hath manifested to take away our sins, and to him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. You know there's a lot of people deceived. There are thousands upon thousands of people deceived. You've got to unchristianize people many times in order for them to be saved. Praise God. I'm talking about past feelings now. I'm talking about a real church that is so sensitive. They can be like the old dog out in the yard. He knows when the wind's going to blow. He knows when the storm's coming, like the old chicken that'll take his little breeze and put him under her wing. She knows when the storm's coming. Honey, the real Holy Ghost tells her when a storm is coming. God gave me a dream here a while back. And I told my oldest boy, I said, Boy, I got an unusual dream last night. What'd you dream, Daddy? Dream the snakes. He said, where are you going to go preach? I said, I'm not going nowhere. It's some home snakes. <laughs> you know, we like to dream of snakes. Some preacher, you know, when he goes somewhere. I used to preach for a man in Oklahoma City. Old Brother Dale Smith, he said, you beat all I ever seen. He said, you ain't never preached a message in my church that didn't have a snake in it. I said, get the snakes out and we'll preach something else. <laughs> I preached one night and I thought he was going to go under the pulpit. And man, I mean, he, I felt sorry for him anyway. And he grabbed himself. 
And I said, I went over to the parsonage, and I was there for quite a while. And about an hour and a half later, I seen old Brother Smith walking in, head down. Doc, he said, beats all I ever seen. I said, what? He said, my finest people that I thought had gold in their soul. He said, confess some of the most ungodliest things I've ever seen in all my life, ever heard. He said, you shook them tonight. Honey, what did we come to church for? To sell Avon? What did we come to show off our dress or our suit? How good we can sing. How good we can be able to preach. How I come to the house of God for one reason that God may take an old sandy rock and sand my soul that I might know where I might be in the rapture of the church. Honey, you only go by this way one time. You don't go twice. You don't have two choices. Amen. Your soul must be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Talking about past feelings now. Yes, sir. Honey, I ain't got down the middle of this thing yet. Praise God. Past feelings. When you can go and tell somebody off. You hung up everything. If you ever had anything, you hung it up. I just give a little piece of my mind. Honey, mine's not all there to begin with. I can't spare any of it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Let's go a little step farther. Meddling too much. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. He that committeth sin is of a, is cold. You go to some churches. Oh, I haven't got no sinners. They're just a little cold. <laughs> you could put a pot belly stove in the middle of them, and they still wouldn't get warm. I preached in, I'll never forget, Indiana. And I preached Friday night in Fort Wayne. And uh, I went there, and I, they didn't even give me a Baptist nod. I didn't get nothing. And I preached Saturday night, and I made them about half mad, and I thought they were going to stone me. And I told my wife, I said, what if we get a flight out of here and go home? I said, I'm wasting my time. I know I'll have visitors in my church Sunday morning, and I can preach to the center, and somebody get the Holy Ghost. And I said to the Lord, I said, God, if you don't do something, I'm out of business. I did not come here just to hold a few services. I didn't come here because I wanted to come because I tried to get out of it. But I come here because you sent me here. And I want to tell you what, God, this place is so dead. It is dead. I preached that morning and thanked God for a visitor from Schenectady, New York. I got to preaching, and he jumped up and said, Oh, hallelujah. I thought, man, thank God for one hallelujah. And a few of them got their handkerchiefs out and wiped a few tears. And I went home to the motel, and I said, Now, God, one more shot. I've got one more shot. And I don't care if I don't ever come back to this place again. But I got one more shot. Lord, if you ever give me anything, give it to me tonight. And Brother Church started. 
And they began to worship in their northern way. You see, they was loaded down with things on their hands and around their neck. And you couldn't tell the boys from the girls. And they all had television. Amen. And I preached that night. And I'll tell you, God is my witness. I preached and they sat there like they was mad. But there was one that had enough Holy Ghost that began to prophesy. And when that prophecy went forth, there was a deadly hush in there. And God gave me the message. And I said, I'll never forget. Thus saith the Lord, if I will not hear my words, I will meet you in judgment. And when I said judgment, the house cleared out to the altar. And they came, and they prayed, and they wept, and they sobbed. And when it was over, 36 got the Holy Ghost. We don't need a program in the United Pentecostal Church. What we need is some prayer meeting. What we need is some fasting. What we need is some seeking God. And let our soul be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. I'm tired of these two songs and a testimony that's been 20 years old. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for. We have a sin, I see. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, not what happened last year. Today, 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 now. It should happen every time we come to the house of God. Praise God. I think the church is beyond past feelings. Hello. I'm preaching to some of my people here too. Some of you, it's been a long time since you had that old soul all scarred up, sensitive enough, where the real Holy Ghost could just barely just breathe by. And say, Man, that's God. That's God dealing with me. Let's lift our hands and praise the Lord. I must hurry. Ephesians, the fifth chapter, starting with verse number 11. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of the darkness. Well, I just don't want to make them mad. You know, after all, they are my brother. Or are they? What is a brother? A brother is one who has the genuine goods now, this is the whole of this conference. So, the one that has the real goods. And the Bible said in the book of Matthew that he delivered unto his servants the goods. Let me just put it this way. I think we as Pentecostals have fanned the air too much. All we're looking is for is just a little trickle in the breeze. But I think the real church needs to be carried out drunk on the Holy Ghost. This is not that that's what you think of it, but this is that that was prophesied by the prophet Joel. Hey, what got their attention? They was drunk. They just didn't stand there and say, hmm, whoop, did he I? I know, man. 
Boy, he could pray in tongues, my Lord, like I ain't never heard nobody. But I never heard him say any more than hoop did he Hoop did he Hoop did he That's about what it is. Well, anybody can do that. I can find a drunk on the street. Say that. I'm going to knock you off your seat. I could find a sinner out there who could speak as much tongues as what some of you do. How long has it been since God changed your language to the place where you didn't know where you was at, where you was going, didn't know whether you're speaking Hebrew, Spanish, or Italian, or whatever it may be? How long has it been since you've been down to the real place where God wants to talk to you, where God can mold you and get the carnality out of your faith? How long has it been? I want to tell you what. I thank God for these services. I hope you do it every year. I will tell you why. Because God, I want God to take a stand through the door and rub my soul up and shake me and mold me. My wife is sensitive when I tell her I love her. Every once in a while, I'll stop her. Look in my eyes, honey. Look in my eyes. She look. I love you. I love you. I pray when God gets me out of here and I go with you. Because I won't be worth a blood nickel if you go. And I stay. I love you. Tears running off my cheeks. I love you. How long has it been since you've been to an old altar that God wants you to be and walk away a changed individual and say, God, I love you. When you get the real Holy Ghost, honey, you'll hang up a blue suit if the preacher tells you don't wear it. You'll do whatever he says. My old pastor said, get in that corner, go and stand up. I said, hey, is this the way you want me to do it? And I tried it. If I'd have fell over and broke my back, I'd have tried it anyway. He said, hey, boy, you're not doing right. You know what pastor done me one time? Brother Rick, I love this boy. I was reading a scripture for my pastor. And I was sitting down reading. My Lord. 400 people there. And he turned around to me and said, What's the matter, Brother Davis? Are you tired? Can't you get up and stand and read the Word of God? Speak in the mic where everybody can hear you. I want to tell you what this old Davis rose up and said, Boy, I'll meet you outside and I'll dot your eyes or I'm not a Davis. And then I felt it. I love it, man, God. Thank you, Lord, for that. I needed that. I needed to be reprimanded. I need to be broken. I needed my will to be broken. I seen the time when my pastor come to my house. He broke every bone in my body. I was assisting a man one time. He looked me between the eyes. He said, I want to tell you something, boy. You do that trick one more time. You pack your suitcase. You get out of here and never come back. I don't want to see you. I love you, brother. I'm so sorry. 
in Six Flags because I've only been there three times I think in my life. But there's some places out there my Holy Ghost says get out. The last time I was there I was with a minister friend who's not with us now. He said come on in here. I walked in and the Holy Ghost said get out. I'll see you brother. I'm going. What's wrong with you? I'm nothing. I just don't feel good in here. I'm going out. You know, on the outside. I'll be waiting on the outside. When you come on back out, I'm not going in there. What's wrong? You think you're better than I am? No, no. I'm worse than what you are. But I can't get in there. I can't feel comfortable in there. Oh, God. Where's the Holy Ghost at the old timer's hand? The old preacher got up. My old pastor did on his reward. People come to him and said, Preacher, is that all you ever know? The preacher's Acts 238. You slaughter and you cut and you kill every visitor that ever comes in here. You kill them. And the old timers didn't have the messages, Brother Chobin Terry's, we got today. It seems like the revelation of who he is and the beautiful word of God is being unraveled and we see it more clearly than what we ever seen it before but the old timers just got up waved their hands and said boy you're going to hell if you don't repent they said my old pastor said don't drink Coca-Cola and I asked him, I asked my dad when they said, why don't we drink Coke? He said, the Catholic Church owns the Coke company, and we're not drinking Coke. So we'll drink Pepsi. <laughs> Doc, there wasn't no Coke. Amen. You say, how absurd. Honey, when that old pastor got up, he had a hand about like twice a month. He like an old boxing glove. He'd go, bring it down. And my daddy go, man, whatever he says. He'd come to my dad and said, that boy here is pointing to me. He's mean. He'd take him home. I caught him doing something. Whip the fire out of him. And dad get me home and he'd say, okay, boy, you're good for a whipping tonight. But dad, I didn't do it. Preacher said you did it. And you did it with your guilty, you're not guilty, you're going to get it anyway. Because you got by with a lot of things when you should have got a whipping, and you didn't get a whipping. So here's a whipping for the times that you shouldn't have got it, if you're innocent. But I'm giving it to you anyway. I want to tell you what, them old timers had something. They had something. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. The old pastor's oldest boy, he wild. I mean, he was wild. 
And my sister was about to, she was good looking, I don't doubt about it. I'm not bragging, but she is good looking. She played the piano in the church. What night she couldn't play? Did good looking. The old pastor's boy, he wanted to go with my sister. My sister didn't like him. Didn't want nothing to do with him. Hello, big old boy. One night after church, he was out playing out behind the church. And he just dropped his pants and exposed himself to my sister. You know what some people do today? Bless God, that's the last time I'll step my foot in that church. I'm just fed up with what's going on. I don't see why the pastor doesn't have his boy under subjection. My daddy walked in the old pastor's office, told him what happened. And he told my daddy, he said, I'll take care of him. I'll give him a beating of his life. And that's exactly what happened. But dad never missed one tithing. He never missed one time to the house of God. Now I'm going to tell you father. That same boy got his heart right with God. And his daddy died. And he came back to the church to try out for the church. And my dad being the head of everything in the church, he was head of the board, he was head of the deacon, he was head of the elder, uh, the, uh, the offer, he was head of everything. Dad was. He was a Sunday school teacher in the adult class. He was in charge of everything. And here come this old young boy that exposed himself to my sister and says, God sent me to this place. And through much prayer and seeking the Lord, talked with him in the office for a while. My gray-haired old daddy walked up behind the old sacred desk. Church, with much prayer and deliberation, I want to introduce to you our next pastor. Hugged him and loved him to the day my daddy died. Where is the real Holy Ghost? Oh, Brother Reagan, I want to be saved. God, I want to be saved. I want my soul to be sensitive. Praise God. A sensitive soul has lots of benefits. I'll never forget one year before my daddy died. God gave me a dream. Told me he was going. Going to go quickly. I called him. Talked to him. Mimo said, Oh, your daddy's in good health. There's nothing wrong with him. Four days later, he went to the hospital with a massive heart attack. I saw him that night in a dream. I went and prayed for him. God touched him. He went home. But about two months before the last time I saw him, before he died, before he went to the hospital, that uh, I went to the house to see him. And I knelt down before him. Dad, I want to pray for you. I want you to pray for me. The Holy Ghost untold me, said, this will be the last time you'll ever see him alive. Pray for him. 
Oh, let me tell you something. Just a few weeks ago, the Lord spoke to my wife and said, Your daddy, better check on him. She passed her aside. But when she called, his heart had stopped and was in the hospital at the point of death. Where is the real Holy Ghost in the saint of God? And go a little farther. No fellowship but darkness. Hey, preacher, it must be lonely. No. Have no fellowship with dar- the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. We have things that's not off-colored and so forth, things that are not right. We laugh about them when we should stand and reprove them and rebuke them. Hello? Hello? I'm giving you what God gave me to give to you. Amen. Bible says, Amen. For it's a shame. All things that are reproved are made manifest by light. Whosoever doth make manifest in the light is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake, thou sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Awake. Awake. If God could ever wake us up, if he could ever wake us up. You know, I used to, I've traveled from was in the Navy. I travel all over this country. And I got to admit some foolish things I've done. I drive till I got so tired. Many hours. And I woke myself up late to Burman the Road, driving off. I remember one time, I was helping my brother-in-law move. And I'd already drove about 700 miles. And when I woke up, I was on the Burman the Road with a big 16-foot truck loaded with furniture. And every time I'd try to pull it on the highway, it'd go on two wheels. I tried. And there was a bridge up ahead right out of Tupelo, Mississippi. And as I tried to pull it back on the road, I just barely got by the bridge. And I tried to tilt it up to bring it back on the road. And I drove trucks for years, and I couldn't bring it up. So I looked for a landing place to land the old truck. And I landed it. It was in wheels halfway up mud where it had been raining and so forth. That old Mississippi clay. Right behind my head was a big old piano. It had been wrecked. It had fell right upon me. But I fell asleep behind the wheel. So many people, and I'm not trying to be derogatory, are sound asleep. They're asleep. And God said, wake up. Wake up. Wake up, church. If I could get this church to wake up. This is just a temporary building. But it wouldn't be only a few months. We'd have to do something quick. If I could wake them up. If I could wake them up. But when you're asleep, it's past feeling. Leprosy. It's one of the worst diseases that can ever be, I believe. 
I've heard Sister Wendell talk about the leper colony, Ethiopia. She's been here to church. Talk about the revival that came to Ethiopia because she got beside all of her dainty ways and fell down on the floor where the pus was at, where that the lepers had come in. What causes leprosy? Leprosy is caused by filth and dirt. And then there's no feelings. Sure that he was clean. He went to every part where his body could be clean. Always washed his hand. Kept his body clean. He was a cook in the kitchen. Made sure the food was just right. Made sure everything was right. I'm not catching that disease. And one day, while he was at the stove, boiling water fell down on his feet and on his legs. And he didn't feel anything. He said, My Lord, leprosy is in my feet and my legs. I don't feel anything. That's why we can't run like we need to run. That's why we can't shout like we need to shout. That's why we can't pray like we need to pray. We are beyond past feeling. The Holy Ghost can't preach to us no more. The Holy Ghost can't breathe on us no more. We're beyond past feeling. And our body and our soul is secured by the Holy Ghost. Sister Terry, would you come? I had a bunch of people leave my church several years ago. When my daddy died, I thought I was going to die. I thought my heart was gone. Checked into the doctor. Couldn't find anything wrong with it. My heart was broken. Not because so much my daddy died, but because... Many families walked out of this church because my love was going out and I couldn't preach. I couldn't preach anything. They was beyond past feeling. They knew more than me. I couldn't help them no longer. I prayed them through. I tried to help them. They were my babies, but I couldn't do nothing for them. And my heart was crushed. And he was with me. But about two months ago, one man met me at the barber shop. He said, it's good to see you, Brother Davis. One had left. Good to see you. How's, how's everything going? I said, fine. Couldn't be better. He said, can I buy you dinner? I said, no, thank you. I'm going home, get the wife, and we're going to go out and eat. Maybe next time, but not this time. Can I go down to your church for a minute? Yes, sir. He come down, walked in this building, looked around. He said, it's beautiful. It's going to be nice. Brother Dave, it's going to be nice. He said, but I didn't come down here for this. Yes, sir, somewhere. You just, you and I can talk. I said, yes, sir. We'll go to my office. Walked up there. 
He said, it won't take long to do what I got to do. Brother Davis, <laughs> can you find it in your heart to forgive? I'm sorry. I've been miserable. I'm sorry. <laughs> forgive me, God. Honey, we're living at the Right at the rapture of the church. If God is trying to fix the people, we can be faithful, the real Holy Ghost, and have some real Holy Ghost convictions. Will you really women who pluck their hair? Will the men who look like a man, like a man, they will bless the sea, they'll be what God wants them to be. They'll cut the church, they'll love God, they'll worship God, they'll love Him, because they got the feelings where this is that They love Him. Oh God, here am I, Lord. Smoke me again, God. <laughs> Smoke me, God, and I love Let me see your glory. God, show me your glory. Roll me again. I'll repent, God. Forgive me. Forgive me, God. Sorry, forgive me. Forgive me. Wash me, Lord. God, I just won't be saved. I don't care about the ministry. I don't care about crew. I don't care about nothing. God, just let me be saved, God. Don't let me be past feeling. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. Man, if I have a couch in my house, I don't just take what you want. Take what you want. It's yours. It's yours, Lord. Whatever you want is yours. I've drove to the gates of this church many times, and I wept and sobbed and said, "God, I'm unworthy to pastor that church. Give it to somebody that can do something with it. Forgive me, God. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord." Let me be sensitive, Lord. <laughs> Young people, there's a crowd there, and there's a beautiful reward for you. There's a white gown for you to put on, but in order for you to wear it, in order for you to be what you need to be, you're going to have to be with a lot of feeling of the real Holy Ghost. His altars is open. Let's come and pray. <laughs> God, don't let me be past feeling. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, strip me if you have to, God. But let me be saved. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 
forsaken.